1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me
2: every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft.
1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names. It would take me hours to say all of their names. (laughs) The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. It's a Thursday morning. Lot to get to today. Jason is back today after being at Brown's camp yesterday. You're at the Guardians game yesterday. You're a man of the people. Busy day. That's it. He's socializing dude. with fans. No, he doesn't. The man in black. He's the man in black. <laughs> yeah. I like it, man. He's ready to go today, G. bro. Gene Bush is always in the middle seat. Yes, of course, How man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah, we, well, there's plenty on the docket today. The NBA Finals continued last night. Uh, did the Nuggets leave in Jamal Murray at the end just to get a triple-double? And does anybody have a problem with that? We'll get to that a little later. Uh, we got plenty of baseball to get into. Mandy Bell is going to join us. Obviously, she, in addition to covering the Guardians, has been very involved in, you know, raising money for ALS with with Sarah Langs, who's an MLB researcher. She's very good. She comes up with all these stats that that nobody else knows and sadly was diagnosed with ALS at the age of 28, I believe, and they're like best friends. Mm. Uh, In fact, I just ordered one of those T-shirts that everybody's wearing now that says baseball is is the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. So a lot to get to. Mikey McNuggets, though, we got to start with some football today in a minute.
2: Yeah, we got some football stuff. We also have Sir Yacht coming in a little bit to go over his since 99 series, which if you guys haven't seen, Sir Yacht is on a mission to interview every Browns quarterback whose name is on the back of that infamous It's impressive
3: that he's gotten all the guys he has so far. He's traveling, you know. I mean, he's not an established media member, but he's done enough and he's getting these interviews and he's done a nice job with that. So
2: And he travels good for then. him. Like he, he's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was Trent Dilfer was the most recent one. I'm he's too. the new head coach at UAB. Yeah. yeah. He went down to Birmingham, yeah. Alabama and sat down in the That's film crazy. room with the I think that the Blazers. In yeah. the Blazers football film room yeah. to speak with Trent Dilfer. So he's done a really good job with those and I can't wait to talk to him yeah. about some of the little tidbits he's learned about some of these guys who we talk about in Relativity when it comes right. to the Browns quarterback, and he's got a deeper dive with them.
3: By the way, I was doing—I've been doing these videos for Bet Rivers where I—it's like previews of the big events of the day, mm-hmm. and m- most of the time it's been about you know the sports I know. But today I actually recorded a couple—one that'll be out today, one that'll be out tomorrow—about uh, so- one was about soccer and one was about tennis. Where I obviously don't know as much, especially soccer. I don't was know it
2: anything. the messy stuff?
3: No, it wasn't about the messy because it's always involving a bet, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Manchester City which which is a you know, an English soccer club, they have a chance to win like they won their league and then they won this other thing and become only the second team ever to do it. But the reason I bring it up is because I asked this is, the guy named Nigel Seely who's like a a betting expert. He does a lot of soccer and tennis and stuff over and he's he's from England. And I asked him two things that I was curious about, um that I thought maybe you guys would find interesting. Number one, I asked him, you know, how popular is the NFL becoming in England? And he says, it's popular, but it's not really growing. Like, when when the games are in England, that's not really growing the game that much, in his opinion, because he says that the majority of the people that go to those games are Americans that just went to England. Travel over. Mm-hmm. you know he said he said like two-thirds to three-quarters of the people that go are americans Mm, so uh and the second thing i asked him was is is ted lasso popular in england i was curious (laughs) and he goes no because he says i think about one percent of people have apple tv in england so nobody really watches oh wow wow Wow. yeah anyway
2: speaking of growing the game yeah i think i've mentioned this but my sister lives in munich germany she's been over there for three years now and she keeps telling me hey you got to come. Be, you come to Germany become the Adam Schefter of the NFL for German people, for the the folks in Germany. Yeah. She says it's blowing up over there. Like there's now watch parties for random games. Really. At a All bar right. in Sunday. Now they're they're nine hours ahead of East Coast or eight hours ahead of East Coast. Yeah. So for the one o'clock games, it's nine p.m. kickoff there. Yeah. And she says the bars are packed in Munich now for football. So, really? I don't know if England and, and Germany, obviously different uh, countries, he did different say, cultures, but he it is growing in yeah. Europe. Or he did Europe.
3: say there's a lot of betting on the 1 o'clock games because the 1 o'clock Eastern games um, start right after their regularly scheduled soccer matches end. Yeah,
2: because they're 4 because o'clock. Because of the time soccer, difference. Yep.
3: So, he says there's a lot of actually betting. But he was telling me, first of all, Gambling's been legal in England since 1971. Wow. Mm. All right, that's 52 years ago because I was born in 71. What the hell is going on in that parking lot? <laughs> Getting busy. <laughs> They're cleaning the pipes. Oh, work. my God. What, did that work?
4: Yeah.
3: Anyway, there's, there's there's a guy named Herbie who's like the, the fix-it guy here. Does yeah. all these, these odd jobs around WKYC. I don't know what his main title is, but that's just what – is that what – I mean, he's a building
2: his... supervisor.
3: Building supervisor. He helped he's, build this building. He's out in the parking lot, maybe, what, 10 yards from the front door yeah, he's of out. our studio? And yeah. he's got a, what's the thing called? I can't think of what that's called. A saw? The
2: Zamboni thing? No, he no. got a handsaw. There's, no. like, sparks it's flying like all over the
3: place. It's like a Dremel. Oh, he's
2: building a new, he's building the new steel frame for the garage door at KYC.
3: No, he's doing something on the ground, though. And there's, like, sparks flying all over the place. Anyway, speaking of enough see that. Yeah. Hey, well, I don't even know that was a transition. Was I, do got, I got some breaking news. Dalvin she Cook cut by the Vikings.
4: Yes, he is cut. Yeah, um, and uh, we'll talk about whether the Browns now. i not no. joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! You know, God, what you're like <laughs> they thought I needed big he's names. He's veteran running backs. Right? I can't. Zeke, I can't <laughs> with you <laughs> people
3: anymore. <laughs> now, now Zeke's out there. <laughs> oh. Zeke out there. <laughs> oh. Kareem <laughs> oh. Hunt. Oh. Oh, like, don't, don't, don't do it. Sign, Sign all the veteran running backs and make sure Chubb gets twenty carries a game. I do think Galvin. I do think Dalvin Cook will be more popular than Zeke and Hunt, not for the Browns, but he's still good. He, they just have a nice backup back at Alexander Madison I, who they're ready to turn I, the page I, to. I, I don't and know they need to cut payroll. Their money is he, different. He's going to go. If I'm Miami, they don't really have a, like a lead back. Right. I, I'd go after Dalvin Cook if I'm Miami. But so, anyway, go you, ahead. You know, some
4: people have, uh, and, and we should have, probably should have probably rolled this out a little bit better. But yeah. um, a lot of people have hit me up and DM me and said, hey, G. Bush, man, what's going on? With, you know, we, we've noticed you haven't been on Locked On Browns. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was, I was going to come out and say something about it, but, you know, you know, think we get do, doing stuff, and Jeff is, is still doing his thing over there. So, you know, I wanted to let the fans know we did a great job of building it up over there. We over 6,000 people, I think, subscribers on YouTube. Um, I am no longer with Locked On Browns. Um, I do still support the uh, podcast. I watch it every single day, so shout-out to Jeff. I think Pete Smith from uh, Sports Illustrated is doing it as well. So I always watch, but... I definitely saw a lot of people reaching out, hey, where's G. Bush, where's G. Bush? So um, there's no bad blood or anything. Um, It just didn't work out schedule-wise. And they're still going to do a a great job of of watching that and and covering the Browns every day. Um, So I do have some exciting news, though. I will be having some things rolling out uh, for football season with some other uh, independent content. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you like the post games, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing something a little more like that on my channel as well. Um, and and uh, I am doing some other things. So today I will be doing this is probably my third time doing I'll be doing a national grounds live on Bleacher Report. So you guys can check that out. It's a you know, we'll be talking about the depth chart, what happened in OTAs. Um, and kind of previewing the season. So this is the third time I've, I've worked over there, worked on them. So you guys can check that out, their live stream on Bleacher Report. But I do got some cool content coming. So I do want to thank Ross uh, and Dave for the opportunity because, you know, when I came into it, you know, they were the first person to give me an opportunity uh, to do a podcast every single day. I cut my teeth. I learned a tremendous amount about the business. And um, I thank them for giving me that opportunity.
3: So just want to say thank you to them and continue to support the Locked On Browns podcast. And my uh, next episode of Up Next with Adam the Bull, my TV podcast, G. Bush is my guest. Check that my out, too. that's coming out today. It'll be out at some point today. All right, let's get right to it. So yesterday, uh, Mary K. Cab at said, DeAndre Hopkins to the Browns is a long shot. The, uh, the Browns were the favorites in Vegas. I, I don't know that that's worth much in a situation like this, but I think we all thought there was a reasonable chance DeAndre Hopkins would be here.
2: I have the exact quote, too, if you'd like to read that. Yes, please. Steve. Let's take uh, 181 full here. This is from Mary Kay's article. Quote, yeah. but the Browns are happy with their current receiving core and aren't looking to add a big name, high priced player such as Hopkins at this time. It's currently unlikely to happen, but he's also in the never say never category. Now,
3: that's a quote from Mary Kay. It's not necessarily a quote from someone else you know obviously she has her ins with the team she has connections with the team as much as anybody that covers the team uh clearly this information is
1: coming from the team and if you read the article this lockdown podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but I'll be honest I haven't been consistent that is until I found
3: The team just isn't interested for whatever reason. That's the way it seems, Jason. We thought maybe that DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't be interested in the Browns. I don't know if he is or isn't, but the way this article reads from Mary Kay is that the team is not really interested in him. I obviously disagree with that. I think they should be, but it is what it is. The fact that he's visiting the Titans to me means he doesn't necessarily care about winning, but I don't know. What's your take on this? Well, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of tentacles to
0: this and lots to unpack. Yeah. Number, number one, I've maintained all along I didn't think he was coming here, so I'm not really surprised by this. If if DeAndre Hopkins really truly wants to come to Cleveland and Deshaun Watson really truly wants him, he's gonna he's gonna come here. But I, I just don't think that that's aligning. I, I don't care what guys say publicly. I don't care. What are they supposed to say? Yeah. What's Deshaun supposed to say when he's asked, do you want DeAndre right, here? Right. Of course. Yeah. No, nah, screw him. We don't need He's not going to say that. Yeah. So I just don't pay attention to what they say when cameras are rolling. or But behind closed doors, the conversations that Deshaun has with Brown's personnel, the conversations that DeAndre is having with his agent, if they really want to align, it will align. Anything short of that, he's not coming here. And for the Brown's perspective. You know, we weren't even having this discussion until obviously he was released by the Cardinals and then all of a sudden everyone became obsessed with DeAndre with yeah. Hopkins coming here. But it's sort of like it's sort of like last year when the when the suspension went to eleven games and I kept advocating for Jimmy Garoppolo because you're not gonna win anything with Jacoby Brissett. And Brissett played better than we thought, yeah. but he still wasn't top tier quarterback. But the Browns had an eye on the cap and what they could roll over into this year. And I think it's sort of the same thing is they're going to be in, as of now, they're going to be in absolute cap hell next year. They're like $30 million over the cap. So every dollar they can roll from this year into next year will help. So it feels a little bit like that again. And, and the Browns, I'm sure they do feel comfortable. Because, again, before DeAndre became available, everyone here was raving about all the moves that the Browns made in the offseason. Everything looks great and everything's wonderful and they upgraded the receiving core. All of that is still true. So I do think that they're comfortable with what they have in the room. I do think that they are content with where things stand. So I'm not surprised by really any of this, but again, if Deandre really wants to come here and Deshaun truly does want him, which we're not going to know because it's all about the private conversations, not what they say publicly. I
4: still think something will get done. I just don't think that that's the case. Gee, you know, for me, what this screams of is he wants one more payday. Um, it, 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 It always seems to change your mind about where you are in life based upon your friends, right? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes if, 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 we've all had friends who've gotten their first real job first, and you're kind of doing odds and ends jobs, and you still yeah. maybe not be working full-time, part-time, doing a couple things here. And then the first thing you notice is like, well, damn, you got a new house, huh? <laughs> That's a nice apartment. Well, wow, the car car got upgraded. Okay, and, and, and you could be feeling good about your situation over here. You feeling like, okay, well, you know, I'm not working full-time, but, you know, I got some expendable income. But what happens is you look around the league and DeAndre Hopkins has to be looking around and looking at Odell Beckham Jr. and being like, I mean, this dude ain't played in years. He was the guy that we was thinking it was going to take, you know, four or five million dollars or whatever the case may be. When they talk about 15 guaranteed and 18 up to 18, it makes you think a little bit different. And DeAndre Hopkins in his mind is like, well, look, I don't know what his spending habits is and I'm not going to put that out there like he's reckless with money or anything but i know how it can be when you you say hey i want one more bite at the apple like right now i'm in my early 30s i know that this is going to be the biggest check probably i'm going to get the rest of my career no matter what i do with the production on the field so for some people that check at the end of the day to take care of your family or to make yourself comfortable if, if, as you get older yeah. is it takes priority over the winning i've made over
3: 100 million dollars though hey man, man if Rick- he- If he if his family's not comfortable now, they're never going to be. Well, here's the thing. Some people, we
4: automatically think Jason people prioritize that ring over that bag and they don't be like that.
3: A lot of guys. It's never enough. No, I hear you. But let me just say this. First of all, you say, well, what they say publicly doesn't matter. Of course, that's true. I agree 115, 115 minutes. Also comments like Mary Kay's comment about, well, the Browns like their wide receivers. They're happy. Well, that's also. That's also what else are they going to say? Are they going to come out and say, well, we're not really happy with our wide receiving core, but we can't afford DeAndre Hopkins. They're not the teams. Don't tell the truth either. Now sure. they they didn't come out and publicly said that, but her but saying that. Is, is,
0: but everyone has been raving about how great the Browns' receiving core looks now with, with the additions that they've made this offseason. But he,
3: listen, the Browns' wide receiving core is definitely better than it was last year yeah. on paper. Mm-hmm. We got to remember it's on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fan base, I think, does a better job of overhyping their talent than the Browns. Oh, they all do. They all do. But the Browns are exquisite. We're near the top. Yes. We're near the top because we're so desperate for it. We're so desperate for it. The bottom line to me is uh, this idea that we got to roll over the cap and they're way over the cap. I, I feel like they've been talking about uh, the Saints have been over the cap for a decade, and every year <laughs> you find a way. <laughs> yeah, they You do. find <laughs> a way. I know it, at some point it catches up with you. You look at the Vikings here. Okay, now they've had to cut Dalvin Cook. You got to make sure that when you get to that point where you got to start cutting guys because of the cap, because it will happen eventually, that you have good enough players to back them up, and it's not a big deal. Good organizations do that. No, nobody in the league has a quarterback with a fifty million dollar cap hit except the Browns. Nobody. Fine, but there's a few teams that are close, and is and now there's some others that are coming right? Yeah. Philadelphia is going to be there. Cincinnati is going to be there. Not soon. at
0: 50. Char- Not. If, I don't think it'll be 50 and and they restructured it this year. Yeah, but now they're going to have to do it again next year. Like so then you keep doing it. it, it but yes, but if, <coughs> I'm just saying every dollar that you can roll over helps right. and it, it comes down.
3: But to. But what are you rolling it over for? What are you rolling it over for? Because in this AFC, there are at least three teams that are way more proven than the Browns are at least three right that have accomplished more that are better that the Browns that even if they're not maybe the Browns get up to that level but they got to prove it and you and those teams are loaded and everything like we're excited because the Browns wide receiving core is better I think it's better I, I like Elijah Moore but let's face it that's all they did was Elijah Moore now they drafted a kid to throw up we they drafted David Bell last year he was useless right I don't know that this kid can play right well, nobody knows if he can play so, Elijah Moore is better than whoever they were using as their third receiver last year. How much better is he? I'm not sure.
0: And I, I, I agree with you, yeah. I think, on 98% of what you're saying, because I like. If Hopkins wants to come here and Deshaun wants him, it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, like it, it
4: is an upgrade,
0: but I just don't think that all those pieces are aligned. So I don't think this is a realistic so you, conversation. So you're saying that it's, we're you saying you
4: saying it's more on De- DeAndre Hopkins than well, it is with the Browns? it's all on Hopkins. Like this
0: is yeah. this is DeAndre's going to go where DeAndre wants to go. That he is That's driving true. this whole thing, and I just don't think it's a realistic. And I'm not going to sit here and kill the Browns for it. Because I just don't think it's—I don't—I never thought it was very realistic. I just—I've said that from the start. I, I, well, you don't, but but you brought up the cap,
3: so that makes it seem like well, there's a, the money's a factor here. Well, no, I brought up the
0: cap is is yeah. why why they would keep one eye on things and why they why maybe they aren't going to willing to spend 18 million or whatever right. top dollar on DeAndre. But again, if DeAndre really wants to come to Cleveland, maybe he doesn't take the 18. Million. I, I th- right. that, that's, they make that, it work. Yeah, that's kind of the point I'm They're trying to make. They're not
3: going to say you're right. Ultimately. If DeAndre Hopkins wants to be here and Deshaun Watson wants him here, he's going to be it's here. It's going to be. It's it, going it, to work. It, that, but I, it, And yeah. I do think G is right. I think the Odell, the absurd Odell Beckham contract, oh, and it's absurd. It's absurd. Has probably affected the De- DeAndre Hopkins' Absolutely. market. Yeah. Because DeAndre Hopkins is better than Odell.
4: And and, and you, you know he's telling his agent, listen, if he's sitting there, and for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who gets cut, right, he's expecting that phone to be ringing today. Like, Hey, let's get DeAndre in hand. Can we get a visit? How much yeah. work? That phone ain't been ringing like that. And when it does not ring, players then say, they go to their agent and say, why is the phone ringing? We need to drum up something. You ain't got no teams that's
3: interested. So you go to a team and it's like the Titans. And, and the fact that he's visiting the Titans tells you with 100% certainty that it's, if not all, 99% about the money. I thought it was interesting what Vrabel said of, like, I'm done recruiting guys. I I don't
0: recruit anymore. I recruited in college. We want guys who want to be here. It was (laughs) almost like. That's dope. (laughs) It was almost like you're not going to use us to drive up the price Yes. If you want to come here, you're welcome to come here,
4: but you're not going to use us. I thought that was really interesting. And and, and think about it like this. It it seems like I'm going to Tennessee to drive the price up because. Tennessee has one of the worst quarterback situations in the AFC of teams that are decent. Like you got Tannehill, you don't know. If you I just play don't
0: know that
3: they're decent anymore. I think they. I think they're going down the shitter. Will, I, I Will, Will, Will Levis,
0: Vrabel, Willis, Vrabel's ten and seven, nine and eight. No matter what the talent, like, yeah, he, he what gets what the was their record
2: last year. Didn't they finish under 500? They were eight and nine. They tied with the Jaguars, but the Jaguars. I just don't like.
3: They got Derrick Henry and what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he
2: goes to Tennessee. I think we could all agree that he's out here just trying to get as much money as possible. Yeah, sure. And there's nothing wrong with that.
3: There's nothing wrong. That's his right. right, Sure. Go make every dollar. I just would think that, like, again, I'm not in that situation. If I were a a supreme athlete that was great enough to make 150 million dollars as a wide receiver. Maybe I'd feel differently, but me being a fat, out of shape guy who was never good enough in football, I think to myself, I've made $150 million. I think I'd rather win than make every last dollar. That's what I would do. I think I would do, but I don't know.
4: There's a a happy medium out there. There's a nice number that says, hey, I'm
3: getting a lot of money, plus I got a chance to win. I think he's trying to get to that point, get to that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, to me, if he's going to Tennessee, he's not interested in winning at all.
4: And I always say this, money is such a crazy thing. At um, one point in time, we didn't think we was getting Deshaun Watson. <laughs> At one point in time, Deshaun Watson told the Browns, he physically called them, nah, dog, this is not going to happen. And guess what? 24 hours later, he got signed. Funny how money worked. Now, the Tennessee Titans come out and give him $5 million offer, and the Browns have more money to give? It might happen. And, like, yeah. and I love what Jason said. The one thing, if Deshaun Watson... R- Always read between the lines. If he really, really, really was like all, all hands on deck, I need to get this dude right now. They did him, because yeah. guess what? He, he get. You he, know, he, Jason said it. He the only person that's on the books for fifty million. And if somebody for fifty million want a rental, they'll go. They'll find the money to get the rental. But he. But what he gonna say? If Deshaun
3: tells Jimmy Haslam, go get me. DeAndre Hopkins. He's there. Yeah. It'll get done. Right. It'll get done. That's right. I just think, while I like what the Browns have done at wide receiver, and I think they're going to be better, I think we got to realize that they've added nobody that's proven. Like Offensively,
2: at least. Defensively, they have. No, I'm talking about
3: wide receivers. Specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Moore, he hasn't done much in yeah. his first two years with the Jets.
4: What if, But I'm thinking, what if Deshaun Watson says, look? Yeah. I like D. hop. That's my man. I can't, I can't say he lost a step. I can't just tell him, nah, we ain't go. He's like, yo, like if, if D hop is on the market and they ask him in a conversation, well, who are you going to look to? Who are you looking to? If it's third down, who was in your pecking order? He like, listen, Mark Cooper going to get most of the targets. I like Elijah Moore. I want him in on third down all the time. He's throwing to these guys. Like he may be telling them behind the scenes. Like, look, I mean, I can't come out and say that, that that's my guy. I can't come out and say that I don't want him. What am I going to say in the situation?
3: But what we're going to do is we're just going to play the corporate yeah, role. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, when the guy played last year and he played with nobody, who the hell was his quarterback? Colt McCoy? Most of the games? Last year? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was Colt McCoy because Kyler Murray got injured. I mean, in the Colt McCoy. I'll confirm.
3: I, I, I would All do the, it. I, you know where and I the stand. guy still put up wide receiver one numbers. On a crapola team with a crapola quarterback. So I I stay, i, 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 I he's not but yeah. But but ultimately, I can't get mad at the Browns if <laughs> right. it's not their fault. They, right. You know, right. right, And I think you're probably, in the end, you're right. If Watson and Hopkins want it to happen, the Browns are not yeah. going to say, no, sorry, right. guys. Right. So I, I would have the Browns. I think Hopkins played the-
2: one game with Murray, by the way. What's that? I think he played one game with Kyle One game last with year. Kyler Murray.
3: I would say that in the end, if the, if Hopkins signs somewhere else, I'm disappointed, but I'm not going to blame the Browns for it. Tennessee is where where veteran receivers go to die. <laughs> like, like, I can't believe they traded AJ Brown. What did they get in that? What I don't get it. I a
2: think- first round pick and a future f- second or something yeah, like that. All right. But not not nearly the haul that you would expect for a guy. And who- who'd they
3: use that first round pick on? A receiver, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, Traylon Burks.
3: Yeah. Oh, they... You, Who's he's,
2: slated right now? If the season were to start today... he'd be their number one. He'd receiver. He'd be their number one receiver. I mean, he he was be okay the worst as a number one in the NFL, though.
3: But I didn't see much. Yeah, I mean, you know, they—they just—they're a—they're a real run-heavy team, obviously. Yeah. Just. All right, Mikey. What do we got next here?
2: Well, first, before we move on to our next topic, yep. and I'm really going to test the parameters of your guys' creativity here and mm. your imagination. Okay. But something you don't have to imagine. Something you can actually see in real life. While touching grass is some high-quality football that's not the NFL right here in Ohio. Down in Canton this weekend, a bunch of the UCSS squad will be at the USFL game on Saturday at noon as the Pittsburgh Maulers, our guy Boogie Roberts, takes on the Michigan Panthers, which I believe are still head coached by Jeff Fisher, who came on the show last year. $10 tickets, USFL.com for all your ticket needs, stats, videos, highlights, and more. Check them out at USFL.com. So during training camp yesterday, or OTAs, minicamp, whatever you want to say, Deshaun Watson was asked about – I just did all three, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I just combined all three mini into camp. one. Minicamp. Yeah, yeah. minicamp. Uh, Deshaun Watson was asked, what do you like about this offense? What's, How do you see yourself progressing? And he said, everything's brand new. So I want you guys to put on your artist hats and give me your best version of Picasso of what the perfect Browns offense in your mind looks like for this upcoming season. The
3: perfect Browns offense for me is about 62% throwing the ball. I know I got Nick Chubb, but you know what? I'm going to give Nick Chubb his 18 carries. And I'm no, no,
0: no, 20. It's got to be 20. They're one, not going to win. No, they can't win true. if you don't You're get right. 20 carries. You're right. They only be game. 20. That's
3: right. Fair point. But I'm going to, uh, yeah, but yes, <laughs> that absurd stat. I want 18 carries for Nick Chubb, and then I'm going pass happy the rest of the way. Uh, then you know if I'm up if I'm up in the fourth quarter, then I you know run out the game with Nick Chubb, which is why they won the games. He carried twenty times because they were winning and he ran out the clock. But uh, I, I digress. Uh, I, I want to see an offense where the the receivers are catching the ball going towards the end zone and not coming back to the line of scrimmage. Guys are catching the ball on the run, so we can get some yak yards after the catch have been a. A th- an elusive thing for for the Cleveland Browns seems like every time they you know we, every time you catch a ball with it past quarterbacks guys are falling down they have to jump up to catch it they're running back to the line of scrimmage I want to see these guys on the move where they catch the ball A guy like Elijah Moore who's got really good speed can take the ball take off because the Browns don't get enough chunk plays in the passing game that's been a flaw for this offense not just in Kevin Stefanski's tenure but basically forever, that the Browns were not a big chunk play on offense, probably since Derek Anderson, that one year with D.A. And it's been missing, and it's part of the reason the Browns lose a lot of games. If that part of the offense happens this year, which I think this team is capable of with with their quarterback and the upgrades at wide receiver, uh, and their tight end too, uh, then the Browns, if that happens, the Browns will be a very successful team this year. So that's my... uh, dream offense for the Browns. G? Well, well listen, my
4: dream offense is I, I want to see some 10 personnel. Uh, I want to see some 11 personnel. Um my my dream scenario is, is coming out with see my base formation would have three receivers in it in the tight end. Um yes. and, and, and so that's what we come out in base. Now out of that base, uh, I want Elijah Moore um In motion, I want him picking apart people trying to, you know, diagnose where the where the defense is going But more than that, I want to have him slip shifting back into the backfield Maybe swing them out of the backfield running wheel routes making those guys adjust But the great thing about it is I'm looking to not only pass out of that That's going to be one of my power running formations because what you can do is now when you force somebody a nickel now you can count the guys in the box. Now, Nick Chubb has traditionally always gone against boxes where you got seven, eight, nine people in the box. If you come out with three wide right receiver sets and a tight end that can move vertically like David and Joku, now you have an opportunity where now you may only have four or five guys in the box. Now you can't count on somebody making a one-on-one tackle with Nick Chubb, and he's going to break at least one. So now you have to pick your poison. Either Deshaun Watson could throw the ball downfield vertically. He could pull the ball run. He could run some little quick orbit motion and, and swing passes with Goodwin. He could do that with Elijah Moore. Um, you, could, you could find guys over the middle. And if you're using David Njoku on vertical routes and post and corner routes, I need the Travis Kelsey playbook. That's what I need. I don't need him running those sit-down routes, Bull, like you talked about. Yeah. No four-yard button hooks. And, and That ain't what we're looking for. And on top of it, now – that opens up everything on the outside. I think Donovan people people's Jones will run more the route tree. I just like the fact that vertical 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 if you can spread guys vertical. Now you can run some of the underneath stuff and for God's sakes when I run when I watch the four o'clock games. I see people wide open Jason wide (laughs) open just running free. Just just know just know that they they run so free. they feel like they ain't got no bills. They have no bills, all their bills is paid, car payment is done, and there's grocery and refrigerators. That's how free they is. I need the Browns to be free like that. I like I like three receiver sets. And, by the way, I'm going to say this, mark it down. Nick Chubb, 16 carries. 16. Mm. You see that? Clip that. You see that? Yeah. Clip that. You see that? Yeah. You see that? We're going to run see. that back in, in September. You see what September I get? We're that. Gonna you run see what I, I 16. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen. I need three. I need three. Uh, three attempts in the air. I need you to prove you're a better uh, back. But I need. I need the aerial attack. Yeah. Sixteen carries.
0: Weren't maybe. you? Once you were to those twenty carry truthers last year. Yeah, yeah, was. I
4: was. <laughs> I was. Listen, I listen. It, 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 I was yes. almost like it was a twenty carry. J. Brad G. <laughs> they
3: stole. They stole the election and Nick Chubb's carries. <laughs> At the same time, Jason, when we heard at the end of the show yesterday, Deshaun Watson say, hey, this offense is totally different. Yeah. We got excited about that. Did you? Well, Loved it. No, duh. Loved it. Yes, of course it's going to be different. But until you hear that. No. There's, there's part We've that's been like, well,
0: saying it. How many times have I told you? I Kevin's going to sit down with Deshaun and they're going to run yeah. through 45 plays. You like this one? Great. It's in. You don't like that one? It's out. It was always going to look totally different. It better look totally different. You better. He had yeah. Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett's playbook before. Like, yeah. this is going to look different. It has to look different. I want to see Deshaun around 70% completion percentage. That's yes. sort of the new elite mark yes. among NFL quarterbacks. It was an insane number to think about a few years ago. Now you're consistently seeing three, four, five guys or so around that 70. Yeah. He did it in 2020 with a bunch of grocery clerks as his receivers. Yep. I want him in that 68 to 70% range. And really everything else trickles off of that. So I, I don't, I can't sit here and design the perfect route tree necessarily, but if Deshaun is completing passes, if he's seen the field, if he's delivering the ball, gee guys have been running open for the last couple of years. They just had Baker thrown it. To them. <laughs> I'm serious. Like <laughs> I, I was watching games where people Jeez. are screaming about the yeah. offense. I'm like, Guys, do you realize that Kevin's scheming the receivers open? He just doesn't have a quarterback who can get him the ball? Mm. So, if Deshaun returns to that, that right there you see 67% completion percentage. I want it higher than that, 68, 69, 70, somewhere in that range. By the way, everything now, else is going to fall into place. You know place.
3: who led the league in completion percentage last year?
0: No. Uh, Kirk Cousins was up there, I think. Geno Smith. Oh, wow.
3: 69.9. So nobody was over 70 last year?
0: Nope. Because generally, it seems the last few years, there's been two or three quarterbacks in that 70% I mean, he was close. So in 20 – no. Generally about – because I always look at this. Like week eight, week nine, there's like eight, seven, eight, nine guys over 70%. And you're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And then by the end of the year, it's usually down to two or three. So
2: last year, Jason, four quarterbacks had a 68 completion percentage or higher – and three of those four played the full season. Stafford only played nine games. Back in 2021, Joe Burrow did complete 70.4% of his passes, mm. and then five others had over 68 completion percentage. Tua was at 67.8, so he's right on the precipice, as yeah. was Mac Jones. Yeah, I think 68's the number. Yeah. but well, Drew Brees one year was over, like, well over 70, I think. 13 quarterbacks in 21 had 67 completion percentage and or higher. And then real quick, just for fun, we'll go back to 2020, three quarterbacks were over 70, including Deshaun Watson, right. Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, who completed 71%. And that same season, eight quarterbacks were 68% or higher. So 68 seems to be I think 69, kind of you don't off.
3: want to be just in the top 13. You want nice. to be near the top of the top 13. You <laughs> may mm. be to it. Sixty-nine percent, nice.
0: (laughs) So yeah, yeah, anywhere in that sixty-eight to seventy range, yeah, that's where he needs to be. That's where he needs to be. Yeah, and he can get there if if Elijah Moore is tearing the top out the defense. I think there is a place for Cedric Tillman. We've talked about it. I know he's a third rounder. I know you have no idea what you're getting out of that. The Browns seem to like him better than the other receiver out of Tennessee, even if they had their pick of both. Uh, I I don't know that he's so much a yak guy that you were talking about earlier. I think he is a catch, and that's where it's going to. Right. That's right. 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 But still. Guys who can freelance in this offense, guys who can, when a play breaks down, who can come back to the ball, who can get themselves open. I think that's a big key this year. Deshaun wants to make something happen, move out of the pocket, keep a play alive. Well, he's got to have a receiver who can sort of dance with him and knows the steps. So, but it, it, it all starts with, with Deshaun and how he's seen the field, where he's going with it, and if he's completely passes or not.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think I think the bottom line from all of us is the passing game has got to be dynamic. Yeah. The teams Um, that win generally have dynamic pass offenses. Yes. And, and, and AVP said it at OTAs last week.
0: Yeah. Chunk plays and driving the ball down the field is a big focus and a big emphasis on this, on this season, which it it has, that's another, it's sort of a no brainer. I mean, it's good. He's saying it, whatever, but right. It's sort of a well, yeah. It better be like of that's course. the whole
3: reason that you're putting this together the way that you Yeah, are. and it's hard to do that running the being a run heavy team, and you know, most run heavy teams these days don't have success in right. the playoffs. Tennessee hasn't. Baltimore hasn't. It. It, it, it's
4: too. It, you limit your possessions, right? Like, and, and that works, and that seems great. But what happens is you, you're counting on your defense, you know, stopping somebody. If you limit their possessions, you know Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you might not stop him on. You might, you may actually stop him the first couple snaps or the first couple quarters or yeah. even a half. But he's going to put drives together, and he's going to put when when he puts those seven up. Yeah. Now you've been taking the air out of the football the whole doggone game, and now right. you've got to have a counter. Right. And if you're not built for that, it's just it's not hard to work. come
3: back when you're a running team. Yeah. Uh, and and when you have teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Who are as prolific offensively, and that's not even including the Jaguars, whose offense is really good, yeah. and, and the Chargers, who have done not done anything to playoffs, but they got a really talented offense. I mean, Miami, what you know, if two was healthy, how good could they be right. offensively? The Jets, if Aaron Rodgers has gas still left in the tank, could be really good. There's a lot of big time pass offenses in this conference, and you've got to be able to keep up with them. The Browns yeah. got to throw the ball a lot; they got to throw the ball a lot to win. We'll see if they're capable of it. They should be. But you're right. Watson's got to be close to that 70% mark. That's where we expect him to if be. If he's
0: down around 62, that's a huge oh, 3%. Problem. Nope. It's a problem. Yep.
2: Go ahead, Mikey. One wrap. thing, real quick. Uh, you mentioned Cedric Tillman. This was not in the rundown, but I was talking to my buddy. I think I've told you guys, but I worked in Tennessee right outside Knoxville when I first got into TV. Before Tillman was there, but I know a bunch of the people who still cover Tennessee. And Tillman came up, and we were talking about the Tillman Hyatt, who was better, who was whatnot. Right. Very different skill sets, but he said that Tillman's sophomore year, so he was injured this most recent year, only played in, I believe, seven games. It was kind of banged up. His sophomore year, he said that's the best season I've seen, I remember seeing from a Tennessee receiver, up close, and he's covering the team for 20, 22 or 23 years now, Yeah, since 2000, so 20, this will be his 23rd football season, Yeah, was the best Receiver season, he could remember seeing in person, and the most impressive, considering the teams that he went off against, which were Alabama, Georgia, and some of the toughest teams on right, their, right. uh, their schedule. He's like, I don't remember seeing a person, or a receiver in that Tennessee orange uniform, come in against the caliber of opponent and put up numbers like that, as consistently as Tillman did. And he swears that this guy's going to be a stud He's at the NFL. Big, so. All right, listen, we all hope it happens. Just wanted to put
3: that. Throw that you know, out I'm here. just. I think we got to be realize that there's a lot that's got to be proven yes That's elijah Moore, more than fair more elijah than fair. Moore was drafted high but he's got 900 yards in two seasons yeah he had his opportunity with the jets and he didn't make the most of it now it's soured and now he's got an opportunity here i like the trade I, i've always thought the guy had a lot of potential but right now it's just potential and same thing for this kid so you know we'll see we, there was some hype and excitement for david bell last year and it went nowhere yep and i'm not giving up on him yet either because it's only one season but jason uh, is
2: he a lock to make this roster
3: yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, for at least one more year, I think David Bell's on this team. They just drafted him in the third round last yeah, right. year, and they. I mean, a- if if Anthony Schwartz can stick around for a second year, yeah,
3: David Bell. Can now stick they have around better talent at the year. position, but yeah. still, well, I mean,
2: it's obvi- it's less of a David Bell thing, more of a number. They just so, have a bunch so of So you receivers. got
3: uh, they could keep seven. They could Cooper keep seven, DPJ Elijah Moore. Uh, what's Tillman? the kid? So just right. So that's four definites, right?
2: Marquise Goodwin.
3: I don't know that Marquis Goodwin is definitely on the team. I think he is. You think he is? I'm, I wouldn't say oh, definitely, yeah. but I think he is. It's yeah. not like he's done much in his career. He's a speed guy, but yeah. what, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's old and he hasn't I'm, done much. I, mean, I, I, I mean, mean, is it him or Schwartz? You gotta well, have I mean, some
4: Schwar- speed.
3: Shor- Schwartz is not on. No, Schwartz team. is not gonna be on the team. So yeah, I don't think. Uh, man, I'm getting anybody's name right now. Uh, Jakeem Grant. I, I I don't think he's definitely. On I got the
0: team. laughed off the set when I said he was not making this team. left off the set by who? Off this set? Not by me. Was no, I, I don't think you were here that day. He's not making this team. Jakeem Grant's like And yeah, they yeah. Yeah. just changed the rules. The they
3: don't even take kickoffs back because Jakeem Grant is just a return guy, and they've got other options. So I don't. A return So guy. I would think so. The four. So Godwin's five. David Bell's six. Who else are we talking about? Why wouldn't well, he make Well, the, the they
2: brought in Hopkins. Well, they brought it, in Hopkins. Then, then it turns into a numbers game. Well, but, but right right
3: out, we are going to say it's a long shot. So,
0: Cooper, Moore, DPJ, Tillman, Goodwin, Bell. Bell, that's your six.
3: That's, that's your six. And if they keep a seven, then it might be JaKeem. Maybe Grant. it is JaKeem Grant, yeah. but I don't think he makes it. Who that. else is in the – I mean, Schwartz is not going to be on the team. Who else would be in that competition I, I was just for, the, asking, for another just guy?
2: Throwing out a question to you guys.
3: There was another receiver. Who was the receiver had like 100 or 200 yards last year? Another rookie.
2: Mike Harley? Well, he tore his Achilles, though. Uh, I don't uh, know. Mike, Michael Woods. Michael Woods. Who got hurt, though? Remember, he tore his. Yeah, he's hurt. Oh, he's out for the year. Yeah. All right,
3: so I think we know. If they keep six, we know who the six are going to be. If they keep a seventh, maybe Jakeem Grant or. Or maybe Anthony Schwartz has decided. What would be the point of keeping Anthony Schwartz as the seventh wide receiver? Know. If you're going to keep a seventh receiver, it's going to be a guy who could play special, special teams. teams. And that's not Anthony Schwartz, really. So, I, I don't think there's any way he's on the team unless the team has a bunch of injuries, which uh, that that would be a disaster. All right. A lot of other players spoke yesterday at Browns uh, minicamp. We do. And before we yeah. get to that, though, Jason,
2: you were at minicamp yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I know you spent a lot of time watching Watson. Anything outside of Watson that stood out that you want to touch on before we uh, we get to the last part of this Browns conversation?
0: Cade <sighs> York looked good. Really? I, I joked. I said it was high-pressure kicks. If we could call timeout during Browns games, home games, yeah, move everyone to Brea, yeah, put him on the practice field, right? he'd make every kick. Every kick. He was 5 of 6. The, the, uh, the miss he had was really bad. But yeah. the five makes were right down the middle. So, I mean, you know. Again, I spend most of the time watching Deshaun. Yeah, but I did notice the the Cade thing. Otherwise,
3: I, there's not really a whole lot to it. Were them. they when they did the full team practice? Were, was it were they running a lot of three wide receiver sets? Some, yeah, some. Okay, but not a lot. I don't know. Quantify a lot. Seventy percent. Oh God.
0: All right. Uh, no, actually, I won't. No, I was gonna say next time I'm out there, out the keep pa- I'll keep stats. I'll keep stats of formations
4: and that is asking a lot to ADD riddle there any
3: chatter I mean anything else uh, any Do chatter you, about uh, anything
4: that you was interesting my, anything with the defense any uh, anything Schwartz said or anything did you go down there no Schwartz is I, I,
0: I just it's fun to watch Jim Schwartz like I just I enjoy watching him in action because he's he's on the field yeah, Like I think we right. talked about that before yeah. he's standing not on, not on eleven on eleven, but on seven on seven. He's standing next to the center, so in, in facing the defense, right. So he can see guys as they're moving around and, yeah. and see who's going where. Um, I hate to let you guys down. I don't have any great hey, big. Is he getting on guys? Like, oh
2: yeah,
3: like hard.
2: I heard, and Jason, you could please confirm this, but I heard if there was a live camera around Jim Schwartz during a practice you would not be able to audibly hear any word because it would just be the tone-deaf, <laughs> to explicit word beep the entire love time. It.
3: Yeah, he, he he gets after it. Love it. I love that. He was
0: yelling at the coaches. I had someone else tell me really? he was yelling at the coaches because they were in the way. He couldn't oh, see. And he was God. telling the coaches, get off the field so I could love see the players. Yelling the assistant coaches. <laughs> so, yeah, he's fiery. He's good. He's, he's
3: fun. They need that. I agree. Because their whole – Kevin's such a vanilla guy. Yeah, yeah, they, Jim, you need Jim, the other coach to be a little fiery. Jim Schwartz is a little bit of a red ass. A little funny, like that. You need that because yeah. – Joe Woods was kind of like Stefanski, very low, laid back. So you need if the if the offensive guy is, is and that's chilled, and of
0: all the guys you want, I think you want your DC. I mean, I don't
3: know. Yeah, They're, you want the DC to be, and it seems like Ray Ventrone we was saying yesterday. Seems like he's like still thinks he's playing. Like he's in a way,
4: he's running out on <laughs> Yeah,
3: he w- <laughs> he was talking
0: last week about why he cut his hair. It was funny. He said he just didn't have time anymore to take care of it, and uh, but he right. does still have a very much a player's mentality. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I like and, did you see
2: quill out there? Was he back this week?
0: I did not see him. That doesn't mean he wasn't there. But I did not see him
3: yesterday.
2: He did and not I, I do, do think time,
3: it's good Sammy's that – Speaking of so. special teams for a minute. I do think it's good that the Browns specifically added a few players who are special teams guys. I feel like it's, it's a part of the team that the Browns have kind of pushed to the side over the years. They've not focused – they really made it a focus, bringing in a, like a – a highly thought-of special teams coach, a guy who played the position, signing two – I can't even remember their names because it's such obscure guys. But, like, they signed two free agents this offseason that are specifically, like, special teams ace type of guys. And I think it's important to have some of those guys. And the Browns really have it. Well, I think they tried addressing it with Grant, and then he got hurt. Well, but first, not just a return, return guy. I mean, these are guys who are like – they play all four phases. They block. They tackle. They, you know, they do all the stuff, yeah. the little things that don't show up in the in, the, in yeah. the box score, that are important to getting those extra yards on special teams. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this, Jason. Um,
4: is this a year if the Browns are successful, and and it, and it jumps off with with Stefanski, and it jumps off with Deshaun Watson? Could you could you foresee this as something where? For the first time, Kevin Stefanski would be a coach that got the second contract. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and when he gets well, the technically, you sec- did, but that yeah, we didn't even yeah. count that. Like, but yeah. he showed no he showed no problem. It was a one-year extension. He, yes, for Hugh. But do do you think if Kevin Stefanski get he they come out they do great this year you get to the second year he gets the extension, do you think this could be like the first time you would actually say like, okay. The Browns are set up for now some sort of success because de- he, they made it through through, through the storm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, if
0: they do well this year, I would imagine he would get another four-year extension.
3: I, I'll go, I'll make this bold statement because this is crazy in Browns history. Yeah. If the Browns have a big year, like win double-digit games, go to the playoffs, win at least a game, because, I mean, y- you got you know, it's, it's going to be hard to win in the playoffs. Yes. yes. <clears throat> because it's Extremely. the AFC's tough. But if they have a really good season, and Deshaun Watson looks like the guy we traded for, I think Kevin Stefanski will make it the double-digit years as co- as coach. Wow, I'm gonna say that, that right now, because wow. for your knees are all my, jerking. Your knees are jerking oh,
4: like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Knees and belly. Knees and belly. That was an image I stared right at. Oh, my head. God. I'm looking directly. at. let me tell I, you I, something. I never see that ever again. But I love you.
3: Bro. Let me tell you something. Here's why. This, this makes a lot of sense if we can calm everybody down here. For my shaky knees. I had to going there. i was about oh my God. to fly away.
4: I need therapy. Dude. All
3: right. You do. You do. You certainly do. Uh my, my reasoning is this. For all my criticism of Jimmy Haslam, yeah. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Haslam at all. I, you said something the other day that I actually agree with. I think he is dying to be like the Steelers yes. and have a coach that's there forever. Yes. Yeah. But he's done such a shitty job at picking coaches oh, yeah. that it's not even been possible. Right. So if Kevin Stefanski takes this team to the playoffs for the second time in four years, and most importantly, he gets the most talented quarterback in the history of the franchise to play like yeah. the most talented quarterback in the history of the franchise.
2: Yeah.
3: They're locked in together. Yeah. And he's not – it would have to fall apart so bad for him to get fired. Well, you're after talking about in year four, <coughs> if
0: things go well, yeah. he'll make it to year two. 10. I'm saying that's a
3: really long
0: bridge. Hey, That's why it's
3: up <laughs> with no gas stations. See, I read I read <laughs> Connor Orr's article on SI about bold predictions 100 bold predictions and about 13 of them were bold. That if is going to make bold. a bold prediction. Saying a Browns coach is gonna make it to year ten, that's a bold prediction. I I see
0: I can foresee too many disasters in year six, oh, seven, and eight.
3: Certainly. <laughs> to
0: believe that because of what happens in year four, he's gonna make it to year hey, ten. Hey, if That's it, why it's a
4: bold prediction. If, if it, if, I hope you're right. If, I hope you're right. It's great for the it, franchise. i yes. right. If that aerial attack happens where the Cleveland Browns are a they step into this century and they vertically throw the ball, people will step go crazy. Century. They people will go crazy, True. man. Yeah. They're going to go nuts. How many coaches have made it to 10 years, current
0: coaches, with with the same team? Belichick, Tom, Tomlin, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Harbaugh.
3: Harbaugh. Uh, Pete Carroll. Has Andy, Andy Reid hadn't been there 10 years? I don't think so. He
4: might have.
2: Andy Reid got – that's a good question. I don't think so. Give me one sec.
3: Was Sean Payton – before he left New Orleans, he was there 10 years, wasn't he? No. Payton was there 10 years. Was in, he? Uh, Yes. Ten years.
4: Ten years is – This and will be Andy
2: that's a tenth
3: season, This is his tenth. Okay. All right. It's so a
4: small group. That's a
2: today. That's an accomplishment today. I mean, huge but Marvin
3: problem. Lewis was in Cincinnati for almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I lied. Sean Payton only made it eight years okay. in New Orleans.
0: And to your point, Bull, yeah. I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. When we sat with Jimmy and Dee at the owners' meetings last year, not this past yeah. Yeah. couple right, – Yeah, right, right, right. Right yeah. after they signed to Sean. And Jimmy told me, you know, we when he went to Pittsburgh – they had Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger right. at the three most important That's positions wants. in the franchise. That's what he's trying to get to. And if they can do it with Deshaun, Kevin, and Andrew Barry, yes, he would be ecstatic. And I've said it before. He doesn't want to keep firing people. I, he's, right. he's embarrassed by it. By, by As he how, should be. And and the fact that they did give Hugh an extension coming off oh, in a winless season yeah. tells you how desperate he is That's for right. some sort of stability. So, yeah, any any chance that they have, any reason that they have – to hold on to these guys, they're going to. And that's why, you know, I, I when I look at the schedule, I look at it and go, Oh God, this is set up for a, a bye week firing of like a, yeah, a blow-up. Right. Yeah, with it the, is. with the difficult teams stacked on top of each other and the early buy, I look at this and go, man, this isn't good. I mean you, But I hope
3: it doesn't come to that. Well, you think about it, I mean, this is I feel like I've said this before, but but I'll say it again. It is the most critical year by far in recent Browns franchise history. Because Absolutely.
4: This Either crazy.
3: Deshaun Watson is going to finally be the quarterback that is the great quarterback for the Browns for a while yeah. and they're winning and they're in the mix every year or he just has lost it, he's a disaster, and everyone gets fired. The, the extremes, like, if it goes well, it's not as as crazy as it seems, it's not crazy to say Stefanski and Berry and Watson can be here for the rest of the decade. Right. On the other hand, The coach and the GM could be fired by week four. Mikey, can you pull up the
0: first couple of weeks? Especially the coach. uh, We talked last year about how critical the Carolina game was, and it felt like a massive game one for obvious reasons. This one also feels like a massive game one against Cincinnati because you got the Steelers. That's a Monday night game, right? At Pittsburgh on a Monday night in week two. The schedule's hard. Titans should be a win, but the Ravens are are never easy. That's never an easy game. If you're one and three at the bye week, what happens? You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. that they have more time than that, but I just don't. Right. I don't like the setup of, I the, hate of that first five.
3: weeks. I hate it. It's set up for really disaster. Now you do have the two two of the three uh, division games were at home, which is that nice. helps. And three and, three and four overall. It just
0: it that week one game. It feels like now. Listen, they beat Carolina. It didn't matter because they just threw up all over their shoes. Yeah, right. In week two, but if you if you lose to that. Bengals team and then you got to go on the road to Pittsburgh on a Monday night. That
4: seems like a really hard right on the other hand so if you win, you'll one. feel good about absolutely
3: going to Pittsburgh oh, and absolutely. possibly
4: being 3 and 0. Oh. If yeah. you come out of this thing, 3 and 1, 4 and 0. Oh, forget me right. shaking, oh my god. Yeah. forget like the whole television, yeah. the house going to be shaking. The city will the break Earth's off. Great. Bro, yes. are you serious? Yeah. Like you, Cleveland you, will fall into three? the lake and float to Canada. Yes, it will. It will be it's an island. It, oh. Just listen, it's just. Three and against the AFC North? Are you serious? Like people would go crazy. Like it, it, it would be the net. Na- they'd lead every story, it'd be a national headline. What is the last time the Browns went three and oh in the division? In the AFC North. Three and O to start the season. To start the season. When's the last time
2: they went three and O to start the season? Well, haven't they lost 21 of 23 yeah. So, yeah yeah I, the last time I went three probably the, 80s. Had, probably,
4: had the 80s. probably the 80s like you get yeah. off to a start like that they're gonna be thinking I don't even know I
3: mean I can't think of it off the top of my head
2: but go ahead Mikey right, we got about 10 minutes before Mandy Bell joins us and talk a little Guardians this I want to have a little fun with here and before I do that I want to tell you where we're getting these clips and of course we're talking about the internet. We're talking about PCC Air Force. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com careers to learn more. Kevin Stefanski brought a basketball hoop out to minicamp yesterday. Jason, you are a resident basketball expert. So I wanted to uh, play some of the. There was
0: one dude. I don't. I don't. He was wearing a jersey, and he was too far away. I couldn't see who it was. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable athleticism, three sixty dunks. He looked like a defensive lineman. I don't. Maybe. Well, we have we have a a the videos. It. Was it what's his name? The kid from Ohio State? No. DeWan Jones. No, oh. you know yeah. No, 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 Jones. Yeah, it wasn't Dewan.
2: And we have video of him taking jump shots. So Steve, let's uh, let's take the dunk contest video first. Anthony, you could hit play, and let's, let's grade some dunks here. Oh, who is it's Miles Uh-oh. Garrett? Alex Wright. Hunter Bedford. And maybe Hunter this is the guy you're Bedford. thinking of. I am JM.
0: No, it wasn't him. It was. It was the it was the. Who was that?
2: I don't I I don't know. That's the guy, I think. That's Man. Miles Garrett. Was, yeah, the, no, it wasn't Miles. That's the guy right there. That oh, that's, that's Miles. A, that, it
0: that's was, Miles. Scared. It was not the guy with the headband, it was the other guy in the orange sleeve of the shirt. Okay. He was who's, who's throwing the, down him.
2: That's Hunter head. No. No,
0: no, no, not him. The white guy was Who's Hunter the white Hedford. guy? That's Hunter Hedford.
3: Ah, okay. Hey.
0: Thedford. Thedford, Show me some love. Me. White
3: men can jump.
0: Big 6 zero? He was doing 360s. That's
3: cool. That's it, was, it was impressive. I'm surprised they let them do this and weren't worried about some hey. torn ACL. So here. we have
2: some more. So this was uh, JOK. Steve? Anthony can play it. JOK decided to come over, tell the media, I'm about to drain this. And then this happens.
4: Oh, that's ugly. Oh boy. And he shoots with two hands. Jason,
2: you you were thinking of Alex Wright, by the way. J. Alex Alex Wright. Okay.
4: J. Has the worst gear in Berea. That was, that was a Luke Herring
0: shot right there. Why (laughs)
4: does he have high tops on? (laughs) He has high top
0: Chuck Taylor cleats. Luke. Luke Herringote played on the awful Cavs teams yeah, back yeah. when they were tanking. Oh when, yeah. After yeah, the first time, yeah. I saw Luke shoot a three from the top of the three point arc. He hit the flag in the bottom right corner of the back. <laughs> and t- to this day, it was the worst <laughs> shot I've ever seen in the NBA from the top of the three point arc. To hit the American flag right. in the lower corner of the back. Was you By the way,
3: the 2001 Browns lost their first game but won three in a row after that. Does that count? Does not count. No. 3 and 0. No.
2: Well, no. Uh, Jason and G, not only did we just see JOK shoot, we saw a bunch of dudes take jump shots. You can play this video, Steve. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
4: Browns can't shoot. Hey, why she, he? <laughs> oh, that was hey, worse joking. than me. David and Joku look like a creative player who just missed the green dot. Oh.
2: According to Hayden Grove, Andrew Berry walked by while this was happening and said, well, "At least I'm not worried about the Cavs stealing any of my guys." So.
3: <laughs> Andrew Berry said that he That's was walking good. by the
2: media. Yeah, and and made the joke of through. See
0: they were far I I wasn't Ooh. I was standing over at the interview area which is a long ways away from there. Hayden was up close around the around the hoop
4: while that was going on obviously. I was too far away. I just I, I just downloaded what you said. You said Luke Herring Goldie, bro. That, that's that Samardo Samuels. Oh, era Christian. Ianga, Ianga. Christian Ianga. Oh, yep. oh, bro. That was one of the worst yep. eras I've ever seen I, in my I life. I did an
0: oral history on that team and then they just destroyed Ianga They said Ianga could acted like he couldn't understand English. <laughs> when you asked him something, he didn't want to do He'd Go ah,", ah.
3: But he spoke English. The this I, by the way, I found the Fresh. last time the Browns started the season three. and know when 1993 mm. really now they finished that season seven and nine. was that the 51 and not No, that wasn't 51. No. They you know who they beat in the first game of the week. Who? The Bengals at home. Oh yeah in Cleveland. Uh, Bernie was the quarterback. The Browns beat the Bengals 2714 beat the Niners 2313 beat the Raiders 19-6. and six. Unfortunately, they started 3-0. and They were 5-2. and And then they won 7-9 to end
0: the season. Is that when Bernie got hurt? Is that when he broke his ankle against the Niners? I mean, uh, did he break his ankle against the Niners and played on it anyway? Or Bernie, I, like, Bernie played that? six
3: games that year. I think, he, well, I think that might have been when he, I don't know. And Vinny Testaverdi started six. Bernie started six, Vinny Testaverde started six, and Todd Philcox started four. Yeah, I wow. thought that might have
0: been when Bernie broke his ankle. And
3: was that – they beat the Niners. So that had to have been
4: Joe Montana Niners. Or was it with 93? Kansas City that- 93 uh, would have
0: been Steve Young, I think. I think – or no, maybe that was 95 Montana yeah. went to yeah. Kansas It State.
3: was – let's see. Uh, the quarterback was Steve Young. Steve Young threw three picks in that game. No touchdowns, three picks. Oh, wow. that was Miami he broke his ankle against. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, that was it. So it's 30 years. 30 it's years. It's been 30 a long years since
2: the Browns started 3 0. One guy did, though, look very impressive with the basketball in his hands yesterday. And Steve, you can take this last video. But Dewan Jones, who was a highly recruited basketball star coming out of high school. Cush. My God. Still has the large. jumper. Buckets. Look how small he makes the person standing next to him look.
3: He could be a stretch four. Is that another player that he's next to?
2: No, it's a. I don't know who it is. He would uh,
0: actually. He would be a stretch six. He's so big. <laughs> he's bigger than the center. He's a stretch six. Stretch six. How
3: much? That's he, a pretty like looking 400 form. Pounds, it, it is. That's a good looking shot. What do you say, Bull? He's like 400 pounds, isn't he? Three. He's listed at
2: 379 coming out of Ohio No, day. he's not. He's
0: bigger than that. Stop it. I think he's. At three, all. I don't think he's more. I think he's around 385.
4: I bet he's 400
3: pounds. It's all bullshit. These
4: do you rates. think he plays at all this year? Yeah, you think they'll put him on like some goal line packages or something? Uh, yeah, he could.
0: I mean, it's all maturity with him. It's all being a professional. And yeah, if he can and, grow up a little and bit. And
3: let's face it, the Browns have had a lot of injuries on their offensive line. I yeah, mean, they have. I mean, you're
0: yeah. talking about trying to rely on Conklin to stay healthy for seven games. And why Tellers missed time every year? Tellers, yes.
3: oh, that's uh, he, they're not moving DeJuan to guard. No, I, I know, think. but just you know, he maybe maybe the first tack, backup tackle up. Has to play guard yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know somebody, two guys get somebody hurt. Somebody hit me with a hot take.
4: It was it was kind of flaming at the time. He said uh, Wyatt Teller was a one hit wonder. He said uh, that one year he had twenty twenty is his best year. Uh, he was knocking
3: everybody out. He said, but uh, I think he was a one hit wonder in terms of an elite play. Yeah, yeah, He's been fine. He's been good. He had the then, calf injury
0: last year. Yeah, I think that he, lingered longer yeah. than. Uh, People realize. I think yeah. he was pretty banged up. He's, yeah. he's this is a big year for him. We don't really talk about him yeah. because he's a guard, right? But this could be his last year here. Oh no, no, no probably oh. is. I mean, you, you know. And, and again, it goes back to the fifty million dollar cap you, you, hit on a quarterback. You right. can't carry guards making
3: no, you can't thirty million a ton of money to their offensive between line between
0: Nick Chubb and two guards making thirty million. Something's got to give here.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Thirty and
0: million total between the guards.
3: And even though Batonio's getting up in age, like Batonio's a short thing. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. I think He's great every you, year. If you have
0: to pick between Teller and Betonio, no, you're probably picking Betonio, even no though doubt. Teller's younger.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's even close. Uh, you know, Teller's had one season where he played at that superior level. Yeah. Betonio's done it basically every year of his career. Yeah.
2: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.